0: Hey, this is Chris Nagel, the founder of Money School. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you got to listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza and the mastermind effect that absolutely will change your dynamic and the future of how you do things. You love to learn, grow and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be. The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This
1: is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everybody. Today we've got the founder of Money School, Chris Nagel. He gets into how life changed when he put we in front of everything. Chris explains why you want to learn from people that have real freedom. And Chris lets us know that we need to change where our money goes first and what it will do for you. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know, I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Money School, Chris Nagel. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. When the listeners realize all the value and the uh, golden nuggets that you're bringing today, and they want to either reach out to you and learn more about you, where's the best place personally or through social that they can connect with you?
0: Sure. The best place is my website. It's just Chris Noggle, N-A-U-G-L-E, because I've got everything on there. And also a lot of people love social Instagram. It's the Chris Noggle, and I've got a ton of stuff on there.
1: Yes. Check him out. You're going to love, um, what Chris is bringing today. And, uh, we had a common connection that introduced us, which was a previous episode of ours, uh, Steve Sims, who we've both been, uh, who we were talking about before this Greg Reed and, you know, so many other names that, that you, the listener you've, you've heard on the show before. So, you know, that when, when, you know, people like Greg and, and Steve around someone like Chris, they're just, they're bringing the, the rise in the waters right there. So definitely check him out. He's got an amazing YouTube channel um, or you know, head on over to the website. So, all right, man, let's let's dive into this. You know, our ability to learn in my mind has changed over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was uh, you know, textbooks, teachers, friends, family, coworkers. And, you know, before we were talking and we started this, we were talking about how like masterminds for you back in 2014 and for me in 2019. How has your educational journey changed from your early years versus today? Well, it's changed dramatically. You know, in my early years, I would always use traditional
0: knowledge, you know, where you get all your knowledge, you know, whether it was school or college, or you just went to any of those traditional sources to get knowledge. And what I found is, you know, and I've had a roller coaster of a life just with lots of failures. And on one of the biggest failures ever, and we were talking about Thailand, it actually landed me in Thailand for a month. And I remember when I came back, I started I went to an event where I heard some top level high multi multi millionaire type people speaking about what they did and it was the opposite of everything I'd learned and that's where I think everything changed for me is I realized I had to get off the bandwagon and off the the train going on the traditional side and I had to get into the side where masterminds live where you learn from the wealthy and you get wisdom instead of knowledge that's spoon fed to you and everything's changed since
1: then do you feel that masterminds are still kind of a hidden gem that people you know if you google mastermind and, and i talked about this on a you know real early episode it was like you could find mastermind in sports he's the mastermind of this tom brady pops up new england patriots i'm sure you're big fans of those guys being in new york um <laughs> and, and, or you hear the mastermind bank robber or you you start going into the world of masterminds and you're going to see cool. tony robbins you're going to see all these other names do you feel it's still kind of like a hidden gem that people are still learning about? Why do I still think, you know, it's got a lot of evolving to do. When I think of a
0: mastermind, all those things you said do not come to mind. I always go back to Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I think of that kind of mastermind, being around people that have, that are in a much better place or, you know, they're where I want to be. And I get to surround myself with greatness. And to me, I think a lot of the masterminds are doing that today, but I think masterminds are, you know, a hot thing. Uh, I think, the other thing too, from I go to a ton of masterminds, you know, the best ones, the best ones are not where you focus on sitting in a room and learning a bunch of stuff. They're where you're out doing experiences. You know, we, we can learn so much more through an experience with a group of, of people, like-minded people than we ever can sitting in a room, trying to absorb everything, take notes as quick as we can. If you just get out there and you have an experience with somebody, that bond, is what connects you. And and it's not even that you're just there to learn, it's you're there to connect. So I think those are the most powerful masterminds and the ones that I certainly spend a lot of money to go on because they're an experience-driven mastermind.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you said Thailand right there and I let you know that's where I'd met one, you know, one of our, uh, you know, Steve originally. That mastermind changed the trajectory of what I'm doing now. I wouldn't be doing the podcast. I wouldn't be on here with you. I wouldn't be building another company or finding a life of purpose because learning from other people's experiences. I kept sitting in the same room. I'm like, this is what I do for a living. I'm successful and I've stayed this. And I kept just staying in that room and I couldn't get out. And everyone's like, oh, we're doing it differently over here. And eventually I was just like, am I on a merry-go-round? Like, what if I can go to something, learn from other people in different industries, and then take it and plug and play? like how it pertains to me. And you're right. It's, it's absolutely amazing the trajectory that you go on. You know, just people in general, I think there's, there's so many ways to learn right now. It's, it's almost overwhelming. Uh, some people learn from an accountability buddy, a mastermind, an online course, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect and find them?
0: Yeah. So before I do that, you just said something that's important. And I I often think about this, you know, we live in a very interesting time, a digital age where we know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. And I think, you know, when we come into how we learn today and where we get our knowledge, I think we, we used to focus so much. And, and I loved how you said how we used to do it. Like, you know, the BNI meetings where it's me, 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 you know, you stand up, you give your pitch, you sit down. And like, I used to do a lot of that stuff. And I used to think that's where I was learning, but that was absolutely where I wasn't learning because it was me. And until I put we in front of that, that's when everything was different is when I started focusing on helping other people get what they want more than I ever focused on what I was going to get out of that. I started getting so much more. So, you know, the key people in my life, you know, I have many mentors and I've had so many mentors over time, but what I've done is I've really figured out what does my perfect day look like? In other words, like if I could live my perfect day every day, I have to understand what that perfect day looks like from the time I open my eyes and take my first breath in the morning to the moment I close my eyes and go to sleep. I know that day. So what I do is I try to find people that are living what I would call their perfect day every day. You know, the Steve Sims, the the Greg Reeds, the Randy Garns of the world. You know, these are high, high producers, you know, very well-known people. And I look at their life more so than what they're, you know, putting out there, but I look at their lifestyle and are they really living freedom? When I find that, that's the person I want to learn from. And that's the only person I want to focus my energy on. And I, I will go anywhere at any expense to be with that person, to learn how they did what they did. And that to me is how I, that's how I build. That's how I learn. That's how I connect. And that's how I network today.
1: Yeah. And, and you've built an unbelievable business that continues to thrive. And my guess is it really changed when you realized you put yourself in a room that you might feel uncomfortable, but you could learn from others' experiences through an experience in itself. Does that sound kind of in the realm when you really started taking off? Absolutely, and I think the biggest moment when I started taking off was when when I started thinking or, or believing that
0: I didn't know everything. You know, I think Will Rogers made a quote, and it was so profound to me. He says, "The biggest problem in America is not what people don't know. The biggest problem in America is what people think they know that just ain't so." I used to be that think I know but just ain't so guy. You know, I used to think I knew everything because I was a high level financial advisor. So when I was talking to people, I was the the big guy in the room, and I always wanted to be the big guy in the room. Today, I want to be the little guy in the room. I want to, I want to be surrounded by giants. And that took me getting over that ego because that's really what that is. Will Rogers was talking about his ego, but so many people never get over that. And they they think they know what they don't know because of conditioning and what they've learned their whole lives. And that moment for me, when I was open to receiving that, unfortunately, took my whole life to be shattered, you know, shattered in, in, around me twice. You know, in two thousand eight and two thousand fourteen, on my two big things. And when I was at that bottom, I literally had to disconnect, and I had to go to Thailand. I went to Bangkok, then I went to Chiang Mai, then I went to Phuket, then I went out to Ko Pipp Islands, and there I literally realized I was pretty close to
1: the bottom. And I was willing to receive and accept. And that's that's when it all started changing. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with us because not everyone sits there. They only see the end game, what they've gotten, but they don't realize that the road to success is built in skeletons and dead bodies. Like 100%. how many times people like Chris and, and all these other amazing people we've had on the podcast, they, they've they gotten burnt. They've gotten broke but they continue to stand up and surround themselves with smarter people. I mean, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think not a day goes by that I don't sit there and have an uncomfortable thought like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in this room with Chris. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in this room with someone. Like, can I just rise to the occasion? And I think that's where you want to be more interested than interesting is what someone said to me once.
0: And I also think, you know, on that same topic is, you know, people have a view in their mind of what is success and then when they get there they think they've made it right they call that the arrival syndrome if if anyone wants to google that it's a thing you know when you when you've arrived you know that's right when everything's about to start going down. So I think your your goals and your your things that you're shooting for, they should be a moving target. I always like to say the journey is just beginning because it doesn't matter the success. Everybody measures it differently. Some people measure success when I get the G-Wagon and the Porsche or when I have the big house. Success is, is nothing about material things. And Talk to any you know successful person, any wealthy person, all the people you've had on there. They don't talk about the things they have. They talk about the experiences they enjoy. And those experiences are because of their surroundings, the people that they're around and their freedom. That's what success is. And you'll never hit it if you think it's a number or how much I have in my bank or how many toys I have you'll never ever get there. And even if you do, the next step will be a very steep ride down the hill because that's the arrival syndrome. Don't ever arrive, always yeah. seek.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I believe it. I've lived it because when I first started my first business, it was like, okay, once I hit this number, then it's something. And you hit it sooner than what you set out. And you're like, well, that didn't feel the same. So let me let me bump it up even more. And then you hit it at a, at a quicker time. Well, that still didn't feel anything. When you set your 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 success or your what you think is success to a number, it's gonna it's gonna let you down every time. I guarantee you you it, it will let you down every time.
0: Every time that there's so much to that, but, and you said that because you've been there, you've experienced that. Like, if you don't think for a second, like my statement I made, wasn't because I was that guy that was like, okay, well, when I hit this, when I'm making this, when I have this, like that's, you know, I was always working to that. And the biggest thing, and the reason why I think so many people are doing that is that's what we were taught to do. Literally like everything that we do is because of pre-programming and conditioning and something in our life. I, like it's been proven. So whatever those things are, you've been taught, those are your belief systems. And, you know, there's this neat video on Google called the backward bicycle. It's about how we learn how to ride a bike one way and, you know, to turn the wheel to the right, it goes to the right and so on. But if we changed just one thing in that bicycle, if now when you turn the the handlebars to the right, the bike actually went to the left, not one of us not one of us could ride that backward bicycle because only one thing changed there, but that one change took that habit that we learned one way and it changed it. And people that think that everything is as what they've learned because, you know, of, Hey, this is the habit I built. This is what I've been taught. And that's what they accept as everything. They're always setting themselves up to fail because every day in your life, you should be looking for that backward bicycle, that pivot that you can make, because those are what are going to get you to the moon. And and the other thing, too, that I think people are always striving for success for them, for, for the me, right? Oh, me, me, me. When I have this, when I do this. Success should be about when you can help others solve their problem. Once you hit that level of thinking where every single thing you do day in and day out is to solve somebody else's problem, to to help somebody else get where they want to be, your level of success, literally, like it'll be like you've seen the stock market lately. And by the way, that won't stay. It'll be a straight line up. But until you hit that point where giving is more important than what you have, Unfortunately, it's going to be a tough road and people just have to walk that, that road themselves until they learn that life is not the short time we have here on this earth and in this planet. It is about what we do for others, what we, what problems we solve for other people, not what problems we solve for ourselves. And yeah. that's the barrier
1: lead with the give mentality. We talk about that all the time, whether it's in the solo shows or in in the interviews, lead with the give mentality. You will be amazed if you're worried. Well, how am I going to pay? How am I going to do this? How am I? Let me tell you, people will sit there and we talked about this before. How can I give you my business? I remember this once. Someone says, you've done all this for me, but you haven't asked me for my business yet. And this has nothing to do with podcasting or the success find or anything. And I said, well, I don't have to. They said, what do you mean? I said, "You just said you have an astronaut. You they'll come to you and they will offer you their business if you help solve a problem for them, if you help make their life easier. The road to success drastically changes when you put on a different lens." You're absolutely correct, and yeah. you know, I have
0: a, a unique story that goes right to that, and, and it's somebody you've had on your podcast, Greg Reed, a uh, you know a person we both know. I remember in those hard times, you know, like back when that second big crash happened in my life in 14, I went to his mastermind at his house. And I remember it was $5,000 and I did not have five grand. I maxed the credit card out to be there. And I went there with my tail between my legs, you know, proverbially, and I was seeking something. I was a financial advisor and I was in real estate and I'm like, what should I be doing? And I'm so lost. And I was looking for a direction. I remember I said, I got Greg, I pulled him aside and I said, Greg, Greg, I need the best advice you can give me. Cause he knew a little bit about my scenario and he puts his hand on my shoulder, leans into me and he says, Chris, I'm going to give you the best advice I can ever give you. And I'm like, yes, Greg, yes, give it to me. And he, and he leans in more and he says, give your best stuff away for free. He's like, and then he sits back and I'm like, okay, Greg, I just spent five grand plus hotel plus flights here. And like, I was pretty excited when you said you're going to give me your best stuff. And that's what you got for me. And he, and I didn't say that to him, but he, he did make a comment. He's like, I know you don't understand this today, but he says, if you do that, What will happen is some people will never need you because you gave them everything they needed. And that's good. He said, but the 90 plus percent of the people that you do that for will follow you through everything you do because you gave them your best stuff for free. Yeah. And
1: this was 2014, right? That was fun, yeah. So so I want to lead in this because Chris is being modest. I mean, you've managed over $30 million in assets. You've had the HGTV, you know, pilot show. You've had, you know, hundreds of thousands of transactions. And in 2014, you're like, five grand, man, like where am I going to come up with this? But you figured it out because the best investment, and I know I know you're on the financial side, but the best investment, better than the stock market, better than the housing market, because you can't control those. I'm in both of them, but I can't control them, is yourself. You looked internally and said, I'm going to invest on the one thing I can control. The ROI on myself is higher than anything else out there. And you're living proof. You reinvested in yourself and you found a whole new world. And look at you now.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny. And I don't ever talk about like what I make and all that, but like, you know, it, it's drastically different than it was. And that is what I changed. I started investing in myself today. I mean, I spent hundreds of thousands uh, between mentors and masterminds and the things all on self, like self-help, you call it, whatever you want to call it. It's me feeling this thing. And most importantly, this thing, the heart, like when I go to these events and I get around these, these people, it's not about like, you know, what they can do for me. It's just about learning how their journey took them and what they did and the mistakes. Because if I can just cut off one of those mistakes, my journey becomes much faster than theirs. And that's and that, that's the thing, the most successful people are the most willing to share with others. They always are. And that's what I do. And, and it doesn't come at, you know, at a low cost. I mean, there's two things successful people do. They invest their time or their money. The really good ones do both. And that's what I do. And my time is very limited because we talked, you know, I have a nine month old. My whole life's changed. Like, and now I have somebody else that I have to actually, you know, take and give my time to and make sure I'm available. And now every minute counts of my life. So if I'm going to invest my time, I'm going to do it very strategically. And then I am always going to invest my money if I'm willing to invest my time.
1: Yeah. It's by time, it's by purpose, it's by design, it's not by chance, it's not by, spray and pray. It it has a purpose behind it. You know, speaking of masterminds, I feel we get stuck And sometimes we don't know how to execute in our, what's in our head. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to see around a corner, you're looking before you step in a landmine, you know, you just said, Hey, if I can keep myself from cutting off my arm, how have they helped you succeed and see around corners when you feel you're, you're just, you're getting stuck and you don't know how to get out of your own head.
0: Yeah. It's very simple. It's the people you surround yourself with at the mastermind. It's not what you learn there. It's the people you're around. You go to masterminds because of the network, because of who you get to rub shoulders with with. So how is it cut things off? Well, I mean, in whatever business I'm in, if I, like, for example, we'll, we'll use seminars and events. I um, I have a seminar company. And, you know, when we first started, I wanted to know, like, what are the things to do and not do? So what I did is from the masterminds, I found all the guys that ran these literally hundred plus million dollar seminar companies. And I said, Hey, if I'm doing X, Y, Z, what would you recommend? Oh, first thing you should do is go get an SEC attorney, have them review every single thing that you have and listen to them intently. Oh, and by the way, do this. And Oh, by the way, never, ever shy away from spending more on marketing. He says, when things are going so good and you can't even handle the business, spend more like all those like little things, like, me, if I never had those people that have done it, that could tell me, I would have probably done the opposite. I wouldn't have hired the attorney first because, oh my God, why spend money on something like this when I am not even off the ground? You know, why spend more on marketing when I already can't, can't handle the amount of business? But those are the things that they help you with that take your business from one level and just catapult you to another level very efficiently. And all you had to do is stop, be quiet, and listen. And then ask for advice when you needed it, and that's that's what I've done.
1: Knowing to ask the right question in the right order can can literally save you tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and and just stopping and listening to those people. I love that. I had uh, man, I'm I'm taking in the whole SEC part right there, and uh, you know the spend more marketing and yeah. so many other questions, but you know I'll, I'll hold that one on the side. Speaking of of education, masterminds they've been around for. A long time. Probably the first one was the Apostles, if you really think about it. And then Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto Club. And then you talked about earlier the guy Napoleon Hill. And he, he writes the book, which really rounds it out and solidifies a mastermind where do you see the parallels going forward between self education and standard education oh wow this is this could take
0: me down a deep rabbit hole so i've literally never been a huge proponent of the traditional education system i think i think it's very skewed i think it's very archaic in the way that they do things and i think You know, and I'm going to experiment with, you know, with Vivi. Obviously, I want her to have the experience of going to a school, but I also want to spend a lot of time teaching her the life lessons, the things about being just a good human being and, you know, the gift of giving and how important that is. And just simple, you know, I'm I'm in the money space. So all the money stuff that you never, ever learn in school. So I think the traditional methods of education, I think are important from a pure bonding and standpoint of friends and things like that and getting the basics. But gosh, I think we're at such a different time in all of our lives that I think you're going to see a drastic change in the way that learning and education and knowledge is passed on to the next couple of generations. I mean, especially, you know, right now with the COVID babies, like this is a weird dynamic. Like they're, they're in kids today. They were taken out of school for how long a year or longer. I mean, they had, to, they had to find other methods to do things. And I think that's what you're going to see a lot more of.
1: Yeah. Two things on there when it comes to education. You know, a real quick side note, look into Montessori. It's been amazing. Oh yeah, I love Montessori school. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a game changer for our family with our son. And And then from there, Gosh, people tell don't don't let him hear the conversations about business. Don't he's been asking us entrepreneurial questions and and business questions, and now he's you know at the age of five going into the six when he turns six, it's like, Daddy, when did you start your first business? Like, hey, I want to start a business. I want to help solve a problem. I want to help do this. And it's don't shy away from it. They can take in way more than what I realized I could have taken in as a child. Like. Yeah, They're so much smarter in what they can do and what they can accomplish if you don't hide it from them. So, And, and Montessori
0: school, my, my wife would have it no other way. And we yeah. learned about that uh, back when I was a pro snowboarder and my career ended. I, I reluctantly went into coaching and it ended up being the greatest thing. Because before then, I I guess I can say I, I was like, I never really had a connection with kids. But after the coaching, I did. And all the, the kids that I coached, many of them went to Montessori schools and I never even heard the word. And the parents would explain it to me. I'm like, oh, that's just me makes sense. Like, why wouldn't we all learn that way? And, and then like, I watched these kids, you know, and I coached for six years. I watched these kids just flourish, but I, I saw like the level of knowledge and just the way they communicated And the, you know, they were such like, kids are not good listeners, but these kids, they were, they listened, they zipped it. And then they asked very like way above their, their age questions. Because they did nothing but listen and then they, they asked what they needed, not just random questions, just to ask a question. And I don't know. I, maybe I missed the boat. I don't know much about it. I've never had a kid in Montessori, but I've seen that impact on those kids.
1: Yeah. Definitely tactile, hands-on, see it, touch it, feel it, as opposed to just learning from a mm-hmm. distance. But we could go on and on and down that rabbit hole even mm-hmm. further. But that's—I love the fact that your wife's like, yeah, Montessori. It's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing what it does. You know, we're talking about investing, return on investment in yourself. And when someone invests in themselves, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome could be if they implement. It's not—it's not just sits on the coach and the mastermind side. As, as, as the member or the consumer, you have to implement what's going on there to actually see results. What should someone expect when they enter Chris's reality and work with you?
0: Well, I mean, first thing, you know, show up with the idea that you're here to, to listen and to meet other people and to go through an experience. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I do, you know, and, and again, I, I'll reiterate that I'm in the money space is we talk a lot about, you know, being in control of your outcomes, being in control of your money, being in control of your financial future. So when you come and you're, you're, you know, willing to learn from me, you have to be exactly that. You have to be willing to change your mindset because, you know, the things that you've been taught your whole life might not be exactly the truth. And when you start hearing the truth, it hurts your, your body and everything is going to fight it because it's the complete opposite of everything you've been taught your entire life. And back to that Will Rogers, you know, the problem isn't what people don't know you know, show up with the idea that what you don't know and what you think you know are two very different things, but you think you know is what's going to hold you back. And those are the people I can't help. The people that think they know everything because of some preconditioning that they've had, I, I, I can't help people like that. I call them the 95 percenters because I think, you know, if you took a hundred people and this was a, a thing that was done a while ago, but if you took 120 year olds and you ask them all, if they're going to be you know, multimillionaires are successful at the age of 65, 100% of those 20-year-olds would say yes. But yet when we fast forward to 65, the day where they all should be multimillionaires and successful, only five of them are financially successful, statistically by Social Security Administration. So what the heck happened to that 95%, those 95 people, you know, that were vibrant, you know, 20-year-olds saying, there's nothing you could ever tell me that's going to make it so I'm not going to be successful at 65. And the answer is, 95 of them decided to conform with what other people told them their life should look like and what what other people told them they should do. And only five of them went out there and created. And creation, I don't care if you go to the Bible or any other book, is the most powerful thing there is. And so few people out there create because it's hard. Conforming is easy. And society wants us to conform to everything. But creation is the big differentiator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at it, it's the, the, the 95 percenters out there. It's the last moment when you still have the kid in you, the creativity in you, the motivation in you. And it's not that we grow up and out of it, we just beat it out of ourselves. The system, the cog, whatever you want to call it beats the kid and ingenuity and creativity. That dreamer, that Disney like mentality Mm -hmm. says, nope, You now need to sit in this box. And my favorite thing is when people are like, I think outside the box. I'm like, what do you mean think outside the box? Just don't have a box. I love that. Like, like, no one has a box. You don't think outside of it. There's just, there's no box. So, you know, the people that you work with, I'm sure from time to time, they they surprise you. Every day. If you wouldn't mind, (laughs) share a success story of someone that worked with you. And what was the outcome because of that? Oh, gosh, you know, there's so many, but let me really, I got to talk about Devin.
0: And so Devin, Saw me on a podcast of all things. He saw me on a real estate podcast that I spoke on. And, you know, he heard what I was talking about and what we do. And he said, man, that just sounds too good to be true. But he he was so intrigued that he dug in and he went to my YouTube channel, watched a bunch of videos. And then he got that call with me, which sometimes can take 30 days. And he waited and, you know, we ended up, you know, helping him out, getting him set up on his banking uh, policies and everything else. And the funniest thing is he immediately, Immediately, the day that he could take his money, he applied that money in a way that I had never thought of. And I, you know, sometimes I do think like, oh, I've got to have, you know, I have to have done just about everything you can do with this privatized banking. And here he goes and he uses it in real estate in a way that just blows my mind. So to fast forward, number one, he made money five times. On that transaction, he did instead of making money once like he used to. But then he was so intrigued that he started telling people about it. And now today, like he's he's all licensed up. He's he's like a rock star on TikTok with millions of views. Like and it just started with that guy that said, this sounds too good to be true. And today he's crushing it, impacting millions of people's lives and doing it all through. Uh, he only uses TikTok and Instagram. He wow. said, ah, Facebook is Facebook, that's old. <laughs>
1: that's what he says. I so that, that's just one story. Yeah. All right. Well, And, and, and get, give us a little bit more. So you've got the money school. You know, someone's like, hey, okay, they've, they've kind of heard us touch about finances, real estate, mindset, masterminds. But what is the money school simplified for someone saying, oh, oh, that, that's, that's for me? Yeah, it's very simple. We teach people how to solve their money problem by
0: taking back control of their money hands down. That's all we do with money school and the money multiplier is teaching people how they, by just changing one thing in their life, can can change the entire dynamic and take back control because we have been taught our entire lives not to be in control of our money. And we change that. I
1: I want you as the listener to realize one thing that sometimes this most Difficult things in life is are the simplest by moving one thing. That's what Chris is telling. He's not like, okay, this is a 12 month process where you're going to have to move 15 <laughs> different things over a th- quarterly period, one thing. Yeah.
0: It, that, and literally like it is. And, and, and it's like, I didn't invent this you know, this isn't something I came up with. This is something that's been being done for hundreds of years. Unfortunately, it's only been used up till most recently by the wealthiest families, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Ray Crocs, the Walt Disneys. And I didn't get exposed to it when I was a financial advisor. I was never taught this at all, literally never once in a twenty almost 20-year career. I was never shown this. I learned this at literally from the wealthy individuals. I was in Salt Lake City at the Cheesecake Factory and Mike, uh, one of the guys that I borrowed a lot of money from in real estate. And he started telling me about this thing he did. And I remember when I heard it, I, you know, remember I said, I was an advisor, a high level guy. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. That's, there's no way. And I had to get out of my own head. And literally when I learned this, I went around, and I studied all these multimillionaires and billionaires I started asking them all the same thing. You know, are you doing this? Are you using this? How are you doing it? And son of a pop, every single one of them was doing this. And I'm like, you guys are all doing this and I've never known about this. And literally it involves changing just one thing in your life, adding one step and that's it. And it does, that one step is not working harder or longer, not taking on more risk, not giving up control of your money. It's just changing where your money goes first. That's it. And when I saw that in the simplicity, like you said, but therein lies the problem. It is so simple and it is so like, well, it's so simple and yet makes so so much logical sense. But the problem is, it's the complete opposite of every single thing you've learned. You remember I talked about that backward bicycle. That's the equivalent of this. You've been taught money works a certain way your entire life. And now when you, when you learn what I do, all of a sudden, I'm going to literally shatter everything you've learned and I'm going to change it because this is what the wealthy have done for hundreds of years that we haven't been
1: taught. I'm on I'm my edge wanting to ask you my last question. Cause we only have a few left, but I'm going to hold it to the end because it, it really pertains to what we're talking about here. And I always, okay. I want the listeners to know, Hey, the last question is always pretty consistent so they can implement it. And they listen to the end or they fast forward to the end, whichever one's most important <laughs> to them. So all right, just, j- just a few more, man. Sure. Um, you know, I think uh, in times of prosperity, it's easier to win. Like when the winds are coming, then you have eight, you know, Oh, eight or 14 for you. And that's kind of like what we've had, what we're having right now. You know, it's easy to win when the world's winning, but ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze and you've had that ingenuity happen to you when you felt the squeeze, what's something that you're working on right now. That's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, there's so many things I'm working on right now. It's hard to pick just one of them. I would say the number one thing we're working on is our community MSTB. and it's uh, it's just one place where everybody can go, and it's incredibly inexpensive because we wanted it. Almost, I wish I could just do it for free. And it's basically just getting, like you said, that mastermind thing on a grand scale with the community and building a community of like-minded individuals. That's the thing I'm most excited about. We've been working on it now for about a year and a half. We've had tremendous success with it, but the the, the the success is not because of monetary reasons. Like we, we don't even charge hardly enough to say that that's ever going to be a monetary success. The success is by the reactions that our members are getting out of it. And I think as we push the envelope for that, and do that, I think that's what I'm most excited to do is to, and I I call it, you know, expand that reach, expand that net that I'm casting. It allows me to reach a lot more people.
1: Yeah. One knows 10, 10 people know a hundred, a hundred, a thousand, and the multiplier effect goes from there. Now, is this going to be, where's this going to be hosted? If someone's like, Hey, okay, you know, that's the thing I'm really gravitating towards. And, you know, they like to be kind of the lurker back there and not really you know, reach out directly to you. Where could they go to find this? Is it gonna be on a platform? Are you building out the platform? Where can they find it? Yeah, we built the whole platform out. And it's on the thing that you're staring at right now. Yep. Your phone, your computer.
0: It lives virtually. It's a complete virtual community. And then we also do uh like every month we do two hour group trainings and group nice. coachings where I bring all my mentors that I spend tons of money on into this so that everybody has exposure to what I do by paying a lot for these people. And that was that was something I did that that because I'm like, you know, nobody ever did that for me. Nobody ever brought me into a community that was, you know, next to free and said, Hey, here are people that cost a hundred thousand dollars a year. Ask them anything that you want, whatever you want. We got two hours, just get it out and let's flush this and see if we can't change some lives. And that's uh, that's where it is, but it's all virtual.
1: hundred yeah. percent. You'd be bananas not to look into what Chris is talking about right there. Cause my main, my mind's racing on a few things. All right. Last one. What is a tip a tactic, an actual item, one thing that if someone implemented today over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they'd see a real impact on their business or personal life. Okay. So this is tough. The one
0: thing would be change where your money goes first. Change where your savings and all that money that you're planning for a later day or for the next purchase, change where that money goes first. But that's that's too broad, right? Nobody understands that. So let me give you an actionable action item. Go on to my website that I gave you earlier and go to the free resources, keyword free and watch a 90 minute video. And it says that 90 minute video. You want to know all this stuff that I've learned, all the things that these wealthy people do, what's been around for hundreds of years. Watch that 90 minute video. And do you know why I'm telling everybody to do that? Because that's what I had to do. I had to watch a 90 minute video and I was reluctant. I'm like, I don't have 90 minutes, but I did in that 90 minute video went by like it was 15 minutes, four pages of notes. And at that very moment, from that point forward, my entire life has changed. The way I use money, you know, treat money, every single thing I do financially, changed in that 90 minute video. So I challenge all of you, you really want to change something, change one thing and watch that 90 minute video first. And then you'll know exactly what that second change is.
1: And, and, and by you saying that, I just thought of one per one person that I'm just gonna be like, Hey, you're into this world. You've been looking, go check out this video. And this guy, I guarantee you'll be looking into that. And I like the fact that you're like, listen, you're not saying, well, how long is this? You're telling them up front. It's It's 90 90 minutes, minutes, man. Like, you get, people are binge watching just crap TV. So if you can, if you can actually learn something, be entertained and have a actionable item afterwards, go spend the 90 minutes knuckleheads. Yeah, like, I mean, I,
0: I, I can't, and the funniest thing is I love what we've done here. Cause we've, nobody knows what I do and that's the best part. So the interesting part will be is, you know, how many are intrigued enough to actually watch a video for 90 minutes uninterrupted. And that will be the wild part about it.
1: Yeah. Man, I, I I appreciate it. I love my, my head's racing on some things that not just, the, but like specific items that you talked about on there. I've got a plane flight right uh, here uh, next week out to Seattle, four and a half hours. I think I might have a uh, 90 minutes in that four and a half hour plane flight to uh, check out what Chris is talking about and learn more for that. We've got the founder of Money School, Chris Noggle. Chris, man, I appreciate the pre-conversation, this conversation, and future ones. You are unbelievable. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was my honor and my privilege. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single
1: episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.